Um, one more thing that I want to say before we start here is actually in the in the Seder Vikuach, he has a whole section the before before Zahirus about Talmud Torah. Because Rabbi Pinchas ben Yoyer says that Talmud Torah may be Uday Zahirus, etc., etc., etc. And that learning brings a person to Zahirus, Zahirus brings to Zahirus, etc. So he says, in what way? Where, where do we see this? So. So, so he says, we'll take a look at how the entire sulam of Rupinchus ben Yoyer was formed to begin with. Right? Rupinchus ben Yoyer is darshaning in the Pasuk of um, the Chazal say, the Pasuk in Dvarim says, Vinishvartim yukol davara. You should guard yourself from anything bad, from anything evil. Right? Now, what does that mean? What is that going on? So, the next pasuk talks about a person having a seminal emission by nighttime. So, from there, the Gemorrah of Adozara darshans, that it means that a person shouldn't have promiscuous thoughts during the day and then at night he'll come to having a some mission by night yeah so Rukhal says you see from this if not for the Torah we wouldn't know what to be careful from the Torah may be days the heroes because if a person just used their regular seichel they would say, "What? This is such a this is such a huge this is such a bad thing." First of all, what did I do? I I, I had I had a thought. Didn't say anything. Didn't do anything. Didn't hurt anybody, right? And second of all, even the thing that happened at night, it wasn't even my doing. It was a it was an accidental thing. It was a, what is that called? A, is that called? Is that called an avlo? It's called such a terrible thing. Right? So here, Kazal tell you, yes, this is called Dovara. This is called an evil thing, an evil matter. So we're saying that every time that it, that would happen to a, a person, it's related to them potentially have not potentially, directly correlated to them having a thought that day? Well, not every time. Sometimes it's not their fault. Well, I mean, it's what it seems like we said. We'll put it like this. If that's what... I hear the question. I hear the two's daughter. Today's daughter. But let's say like... Let's say today's daughter. You know what? If, you, if it's your fault or not that you had the other, you became a uh, all carry, right? Enough can mean ease. Either you have to tell yourself before you saw in the big club, or you can just pour nine cups of water on yourself. If it's your fault? Yeah. Was it intentional? Was it not intentional? Right? Now that's more in context of engaging relationships with your wife, right? But if you thought about, you know, illicit relations all day, right? And then you had some more milk or there's a few other foods that you can eat that are, are stimulative then you have you know a seminal emission by night not exactly an onus you kind of trigger that on yourself I thought the Gemara just said the Talmud HaChacham can use the seventh kavan but okay let's put that to the side 
but um, the let's just say in a case where he did think mm-hmm. and without uh, without the milk and the garlic just he had that thought and at night time it happened so, so the Torah is telling you how much a person has to keep his mind pure of these things so the point is that that the Talmud Torah is, is, is the instruction manual for what to, how to know what is good and what is bad right before before you can be careful about doing the wrong thing or you know be busy about doing the right thing you first have to have the guidance the divine guidance as to what it means to be a good person we don't necessarily know how our bodies are how our body and how our spiritual makeup and how our emotional makeup is built even the biggest you know um, psychoanalysts and whatever right they, they, they don't know the, the all you know the blueprint of the neshama right? Hashem is the one that made the neshama he knows what it needs and what it, uh, and what dangerous for it right? so if the doctors can make mistakes they for years they said eggs are bad then they said eggs are good and this is good this is bad eat this don't eat this they, they don't know they, they, they just have guessing right so Kalvachom and Ben-Nosham much more so things that are poisonous to the soul or things that are advantageous they would have no idea about right so they totally lost out there right so the Torah is guiding us as to what is healthy and what is detrimental to the person so that's why um, that, that's what it means because Binyar says that uh, the Torah is maybe the days of heroes as the Ramchal says and say they're cool okay which is interesting because in, in, uh, in, the, in the second version of the Mitzvah Sharm that we all have took that whole part out Okay. Hmm? Question. Maybe you thought it was too long. Shorten it. Okay. So here we go. Zahirus. Blee Nether to try to work on this. Hine. Now, whenever the Ramchal says the word Hine, it means he's presenting you with a new piece of fact, a new piece of information that he's going to be working with. If he's extrapolating, building, etc., he's going to use other words. He means a presentation. Behold, here you are. Right? So he names. What is this thing? So, first thing he does in every Mida is to define it for you. What are we talking about? Now, I believe the main Hiddish is the second one. We're going to see what that means more so. But myself, is that's what everybody thinks it means. It means, be careful. Be careful not to do an Avera, right? Be careful not to do a Shogig. Make sure to put light switch covers in your house before, you know, before, uh, before Shabbos comes in so that you don't turn the lights on or off, right? That is true. That's the Bamaisa. But that's, that one is pretty apparent. There's a, another one that, he's gonna, that we're going to be working on probably much more so is Binyanov. translates that as affairs. Yes, in his affairs. We'll see what that means exactly. Okay. Kloimar. That means to say. So the, the Ramchal is going to help us. That means to say. Mizbonin. person has to contemplate. It's not easy. Right? Don't think that this is a no-brainer. You have to be Mizbonin. Umifakeach and supervise al Maisev Vidrochov 
on one's actions and one's path in life. What's the between action and the path? What's the between one's actions and one's path in life? Actions are things you do. Path is the general direction you're going. Perfect. General. Perfect. That's exactly what So actions are details. It's a particular event. Boom. Right now, one thing happened. Something else happens. And the pathway is the overall process that I'm doing, right? Meaning to say, you could have a situation where I was doing everything okay. Everything was normal, right? You know, but... There was a, a thing, I don't know, the, the, the tire blew out, right, or whatever, and I was late, and, like, something happened, uh, a particular event, and uh, I got angry, whatever, that's one thing. But then there's another thing of an entire conduct, when I, when I wear this suit, right, or when I, I you know, having this fancy watch on, that makes me feel guy, I boss people out, I, I get angry at people, when, the way that I carry myself, that whole, the whole pathway, there's a whole conduct, right? The, the conduct itself may not be an Avera at all, right? It's not the action of the Avera. Here, talking about the first thing was a mice. It was an action which itself was an Avera. Be careful not to do that action. That's one thing. But the, that's much more blatant, right? You went, you did an Avera. You're, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, we'll talk about people can have coping mechanisms to not even be aware of the fact that they're doing that. But, but assuming that you're aware of it, so, so you know you did an Avera, but it's an Avera. Somebody else can tell you it's an Avera. But here it's more, it's, it's more hidden than that. Here it's an overall pathway well, you're, not, you're not being careful. You're not, you're not analyzing your overall conduct, your pathway, where where you're, um, you know, really not heading in a good direction, right? And that's and, and that is, in certain ways, even worse than than, than doing actual affairs. Why why would it be worse? Any ideas? Why is it worse to err in my in my path than than certain actions? That's the okay, if that's the overall perspective of the person. Then that means that almost like everything that they're going to do is going to lead to to that. There isn't really anything that technically can be considered good within the path itself. So you mean when the general pathway that I'm taking is itself the wrong direction, right? So how do you expect to have any success, right? You're like doomed to failure from the beginning, basically. Right? So he's gonna he's gonna give us some very powerful analogies to try to connect to that, and I think it's worthwhile. I mean, when especially you know, it's interesting when Chazal give analogies, or when Ramchal gives analogies, right? So so I wonder, isn't an anal- what's an analogy for? To understand something. something. That's what we tend to usually think about. I wonder if it's also meant to help us to connect to the idea, to feel the idea, to experience the idea. Mm-hmm. Well, that's part of understanding. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying not the point. It's, it's also true that if a person struggles to even grasp an idea, you have to like understand what I'm talking about, so I'll, so I'll give you an analogy that's like something much lower down, right? 
So you should be able to get that, and then you'll understand you know, conceptually what I was talking about. The Judaism is very heavy on analogies, almost too much. It's like everything is, imagine you're a king, and the king is a daughter. Well, it's like, I'm not an idiot. Just tell me the idea. Why does everything have to be an analogy? You know what I mean? Like, right? <laughs> That's my point. That's my point. So either... There's and the king, and the king, fool, you, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, you know, that's, those are Hasidish analogies. Right, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm with you. you. Know, analogies are similar, you know what I mean? And, you know, they're just, you know, another way to tell you your shmata. So, so I'm proposing, so I'm proposing that there's another, there's an ulterior, meaning, there's, when we talk about the analogy, it helps a person to grasp a concept. It can mean it helps a person grasp a concept in multiple different ways. One is if you're an idiot and you don't understand the concept, like like Boris just said. And obviously, it doesn't have to be the unity. It could just be that the concept is very lofty and it's hard to grasp it. Right? Usually, it's because you know somebody heard the analogy and they just tell it over because it saves them time from thinking. You know what I mean? They read it somewhere and they just repeat what they you know. Yeah. Why did it, why was it written the first time? Clever editor. You know what I'm saying? People just parrot what they write. I don't know. You know. No, but the first, but me, Chazal themselves give analogies. You look, open up the midrash, you can have analogies of the king and the and the, and the thing, right? And the, so, so, I mean, most of Divya Gada, right, are analogies. They're not. They're not talking about concrete things. They're, they're, they're analogy. So, one is that indeed these are deep ideas, and we need help grasping. Them. That's one. But even once you've done it, there could be an, another reason why it's given as an analogy. To help you to connect to the idea, experientially, emotionally, because these are not things. You know, we live in a very real world, right? Mm-hmm. Something real happens, you feel it, you cry about it, you you you, you get scared from it, mm-hmm. right? But abstract, lofty things, no, no, no. Okay, I hear, right? But they, they don't hit us the same way. So anyway. So Ronchal is going to give us some analogies. So either it's because he thinks you're stupid, or because he thinks the idea is too lofty, or both. Or third option, and they may all be true, is that is to help us to connect to the idea, emotion. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. What is, so a person has to be careful about his actions and his pathways. Hatovim him im lo. Are my actions good or not? Are my pathways good or not? Yeah, the overall direction that I'm going to is it good or not? So that a person doesn't abandon his nefesh, his... How do they translate nefesh? Soul. Soul. Okay. To, to destruction, to loss. Avodun is, is a destruction or loss. Chas v'shalom. That's number one. And he shouldn't go in a way like a blind man in darts. So obviously we've been talking about there are two things. You can do actually bad actions, right? The guy says to you, what if, you know what, Rabbi, 
this one time I just want, I, I, just, I, I couldn't there's too much consideration what's going to happen what's not, you know what I, I just went and I did it I, I, I couldn't be bothered to like try to figure out what, what's going to happen maybe this maybe that. I, just, I just did it everything turned out okay I ended up not doing anything stupid it was close and it, might have, it ended up being okay so what do we think about this guy? Did he did he get away clean? Did he did he manage to save himself? Meaning, in the end, nothing bad happened. What was the beginning? I'm sorry. He got himself. He he took a pathway that potential. There was a, it was a reckless pathway. So he got lucky. But he got lucky. Yeah. And and, and nothing and, and nothing bad happened. Is that true, or did something bad yes happen? I mean to say that's what we're saying over here there's two things one is the mycin you have to be careful about your not to do bad you have to be careful from that but the other thing is the person has to be careful about his overall path about about his overall thing where am I going what am I doing so when I, so this person he ended up not doing anything bad but he did take a bad pathway. Right. There's a good more about this. If you're going to walk by a path where women are washing, right? You could have taken the other path. You're rushing, even if you don't look. Yeah, that makes sense. That would be that would be a that might be a good connection. Good, good connection to here. Yeah. So so we're saying over here, there's two things you got to watch out for. You got to be careful from the action. You also have to be careful in the pathways that you're taking. And he describes them as being two different things. One is, a person has to be careful not to cause himself destruction. That's obviously through doing the doing the actual evil deed. But also, a person has to be careful not to walk in the habit of blindness in darkness. Meaning, you're 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 allowing you know your physicality to just drive you in a direction. You're not looking where. Right? So you've let go of the reins. You've let go of control over the animal. Behold. Now, another behold, right? So we, we had a behold to begin with. Now we have another. Now we have a second behold. A second piece of information is being presented. So far, he just defined what Zahirus is. What Zahirus? Zahirus is you got to be careful from your actions and from your overall trajectory in life. Yeah? Vehine. Zedavar. This is every time that you, that you violate this, you destroy your mind. If you ever, if you ever are not careful about your actions, or if you're ever not careful about your pathways, you destroy your mind. I mean, the mind, the seichel, obligates this. If a guy. The guy says, you know what, what I like to do is, I like to ride my motorcycle really quickly on the highway, no helmet, and I like to not hold the steering wheel. I go like this, and it, and it feels unbelievable. And I just say, yeah, I just do, a, what's it called? Um, uh, like plastika. Like a seagull, like, like a, you know, like a seagull, right? Like I just, like I just feel like I'm flying. It's I've, I've been doing it for years, nothing's ever happened to me. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I didn't never crashed once. Right? Let me ask you a question. Do you think he's damaged himself? 
But again, he's a very lucky guy. Nothing's ever happened. He, no one's ever going to get his organs. Yeah? But the point is, what do you think is left of his, of his mind by now? Every time you do something like that, you're literally destroying your seichel. Right? You're, be, you're behaving like a brainless buffoon. Right? I mean, you're literally saying that you're behaving, as he's about to say, worse than an animal. An animal would never do such a thing. Mm-hmm. Never. So the blind person analogy is strictly the path. Yes. Correct. This is the second one, right? So we're saying the two different things. One is the actual destruction of of his soul. That's the doing of the uh, of the actual vera, right? And the other one is going in one's habits like a blind man in, in darkness. Well, that's what you were just describing. This guy that's on the motorcycle. Right. Yeah. He's completely unaware, leaving himself totally exposed. Mm-hmm. And so so far he was just saying that that's that that's an aspect of the heroes. Now he says that the seichel obligates you in both of these matters. An obligation. You know what happens? You mevatel an obligation. It's a bittel. It's a bittel of a chiyu. You negated an obligation, and it's, an, it's not an obligation. You know, one thing: an obligation that's a chok. It's far away from you. Here's an obligation that your mind itself obligates you. Right? So you're destroying your mind when you're doing this. It being the case that a man has Deya Vahaskil knowledge and intellect Lehatsilat Asmo Vulivroach Meavodun Nishmoso. Currently he's talking about the first one, about doing the actual Avera. You have the intellect to save yourself from spiritual destruction. How can such a thing be? If that a person will choose to close his eyes, to, to, to turn away his eyes, from his salvation, there's nothing more despicable, lowly, and evil than this. So it means we're not talking about the guy actually doing the Avera. I'm pointing out to you over and over. Mark, you with me? Yes. We're not talking about doing the Avera. We're talking about a person who is not taking the care. I mean, taking the care is itself an obligation. The obligation is not that you should that you should be there at the end of the day you don't have Averas. And if you're in Avera, so okay, I'm sorry for the Avera. It's, it, it, the obligation is on, is on the, the Zahirus. A person who is neglecting that obligation, there's, he says, there's nothing more raw than that. Who is going and leading himself into, in, into doing such a terrible thing. He's worse than, than, than an animal and a, and a beast. Behema is a domesticated animal. Chai is a wild animal. Asher betivum lishmor satsmam. Their nature is to guard themselves. Valkein yivrochu v'yinasu mikol ma'ashe yeiro elahem 
Heyoso Magiclehem. They get away from anything that appears to them to be to be something that they. Why do you need to mention both Behemoth and Hayas? Question. What do you think? I was, I was wondering the same thing. For emphasis, you know. He was Italian. He was passionate. Right. That's for emphasis. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> every word is uh, you. Can, you could trust that every word is here for a reason. One second. Yeah. Good question. Well, Victor Miller doesn't have anything to say on it. Okay. Listen, we get what we can get. Maybe the thirtieth time around, we'll, you know, we'll be so. Okay. Now the next one. Vehaholich ba'olamo. Now we're talking about the the general pathway, right? We were this now. Last thing we're talking about the actual. Actions. Now we're talking about the pathway. Someone who is going in his way. Without introspection. Is my overall pathway good? Am I overall... You know, is there something... A general conduct that I should change? Again, not that the conduct is, is itself an Avera. We're not talking about the person as an overall conduct. But there may be a conduct... That that is potentially will lead to a virus, mm-hmm. right? Is that conduct of my good or bad? Behold, he is like a blind man walking on the river's edge. vadai atsuma. So he said two things, right? How you measure risk? Likelihood multiplied by severity, right? Depends on the context. Let's say someone tells you, hey, I got a business deal for you, right? There's a 90 chance you're going to make money, but you're going to make a dollar. 10% chance you're going to make it lose a million. You're going to do the, the business deal? Okay. What if someone tells you, no, no, it, it's, it's to make a thousand and lose a thousand, but it's a 90% chance you're going to do the deal? Also not, right. So, so what do you do? You multiply how much you stand to win by the likelihood you're going to win it. And you're going to see that's more than if you multiply the chances you're going to lose by how much you stand to lose without bringing other considerations into the picture, right? So here, he's saying two things. That first of all, Sakanoso Vadai Atsuma, it's a tremendous danger. It's not just a, a little thing. This is, you're talking, this is you're talking about losing every. You're talking about uh, life or death over here. The Sakana is Atsuma. It's tremendous. It's catastrophic. Number one. And number two, Varaso Krova. It's more likely these going to fall in than that. The guy's walking. He's blind. He's walking right along the river edge. 
right? So first of all, what are the chances that step after step after step after step, he's going to manage to not, you know, step on a loose rock or whatever it is, and he's not going to fall in. Even one step, it's let's say it's a fifty-fifty, or what, but step after step after step, like almost no, it's almost certain he's going to fall in, and the falling is not just he's going to get wet, he's going to die. That's the two, right? Now, an important point to, in this analogy, why are we talking about a nahar, a river? Let's say uh, he's walking along the side of a cliff. Right? Wouldn't that wouldn't that be more 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 dramatic? The guy's walking along the side of a blind man walking along the side of a cliff. Here also he's gonna die. Why well, it's, it's less painful? Or more painful, or scarier to drown. There's less of a, there's more of a struggle involved. And that's better or worse? I think that's worse. You're saying with the with the edge of a cliff, at least one, at least he won't know anything about it. Like, I mean, like from the moment that like his foot slips until it lights out, it's well, lights are already out. He's blind, but it means uh, all lights out. Um, the ones inside the inside the house, it's, it's only going to be a fraction of a second. It's not going to feel anything, but in the river, it's going to be it's going to be a whole thing. Okay, the cliff tends to be straight. Right, the edge of a cliff is straight. Mm-hmm. Rivers, they move like this. So if you're walking by the edge of the river, sooner or later you're going to fall. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, but by the side of a cliff, you'd feel fairly comfortable. It was fairly comfortable. A person can walk straight down the side of a cliff and theoretically be okay. You walk uh-huh. straight by a riverbank, you're going to fall. You're going to fall in. So he's saying it. It's changing on you. You think it's right. treacherous. It's treacherous. It's, it's, right. it's not just, you know, it's, it, 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 the, the, the thing is always uh, coming at you from different... You're blind, right? And the thing is coming at you from different angles. Okay, I like that. Good. Um, and I think perhaps we can even add more. Those are both very good. The morale in Gvur Hashem, Memalov, I believe, when it talks about with Repilchus Ben Yoyer, speaking of whom, right? With learning the Sulu of Repilchus Ben Yoyer. So Repilchus Ben Yoyer, when he came to the to the river, um, he was going to do Pidin Shvuim to redeem captives, right? And uh, there was a river that he had to cross, so he commanded the river to split for him. You familiar with the story? So the river didn't want to split for him, so he says so he... So he said, you, you threatened it, you have to split from me. I, I, I learned Torah, so the river split from him. Okay. So Maral there explains, what, what was the, the whole discussion back and forth, him and the river? The river represents number one. Why does the river flow? Why does the river flow? Why does the water in the river flow? Why doesn't it just stand still? What's moving it? Gravity. Gravity. Rivers always slow down river. Right? <laughs> so gravity, which is Tava, the physical world, right? And you just go with the, just go with the flow. You just go with the stream. I mean, once you get into the river, it just carries you down the river. It just takes you with it, right? Once you fall into that thing, that's it. it, it just, it's physicality. I mean, water is always physicality and taiva, involvement in the physical world. And the point is, it just drags you down. Ultimately, he'll sink also, dragging him down, right? Mm-hmm. But even it drags a person down the, down, the, down the river, right? So it means it's the ultimate analogy of being dragged down into physicality. 
So he's not being careful. He's literally, you know, walking along this um, zigzaggy river, right? With the danger of drowning a terrible, I mean, drowning. That's a very, very terrible death. You know what I mean? Like, you can't breathe. It's like, it's, it's a terrible death. And it represents really what, what, what may actually happen to the person. He's going to get overly involved. He's just going to make one small stupid move. And once he gets involved in that Gashmi's, it's, you know, down the river he goes. So there's no, it's like a trap. And he, he doesn't, he, and he's not going to be able to get out. That's what we're talking about. Unbelievable. So again, says the, let's finish this paragraph. Because we see the Gemara when it discusses a person walking in darkness, it discusses misplaced piety. Somebody who uses everybody's chumras, this chumra, that chumra, right? He's a fool who walks in darkness, right? So why does this have to necessarily be gashmis? It could be misplaced ruchnius, right? Ruchnius of a kind of ruchnius that isn't real ruchnius, you know? I want to remind you. Again, Dancing on a truck in Tel Aviv, you know what I'm saying? Listen, there's all sorts of... There's all there's all sorts of mistakes that people can make. There's no question about it. But I want to remind you, the entire first parak, the basic setup of the world, right, yeah. is that you have a body and a soul. Yeah. There's the physical, the body is inclined towards the physical, the soul is inclined towards the spiritual. Right? Yeah. And that, that's the struggle. So what we're talking about over here, that's you know, the, 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 the prototype, I understand, but but, but I'm saying, but the, but the archetype yeah. of of something is gonna is gonna drag you down and is gonna cause you to do avera after avera after avera after avera, right? Is a river, and the river, Morales explained to us, is the is the epitome of gashmis. Think to yourself, most averas, the overwhelming majority of averas, right? Is because of is because is because of Gashmos. Do you really? Yeah, I mean, okay. it's like I said, like you know, you look at Ganadin, right? Much of the description you have Ganadin is about the rivers, right? So I, I, I don't know. Is that what they're there? They represent Gashmos. Well, you, should, you have to be careful with your anal- analogies can represent different things in different situations. So analogy is only good if it makes sense in the, in the context that we're saying, right? A river can also potentially represent, you know, Torah. I don't know, we, people always say, I don't know, water, water on the one hand, it represents Taiva, on the other hand, Ein Ma'ayim Ala Torah, right? Like, yeah. good. So you get all sorts of different analogies. You have to know when to use which one. But here, clearly, the river is not like a very friendly, nice river gotcha. where he's going to go for a little bath, right? Yeah. This, is, this is a river that's going to kill him and drown him, right? So what are drowning in? I'm not worried the guy is just going to... Dr- the, 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 the main concern is not, oh, he's just going to drown himself in all this Torah in the base Midrash and he's never going to... That, that's not what... Right? Um, so he, he's not contemplating... He's not contemplating his way, and he's he's playing with really dangerous things. So let's just finish up with this paragraph over here. Ki ulum chisaron hashmira 
No, you, you, now you, you might say, well, you know what? If actually, look, if a blind man is walking on the edge of a river, so maybe that's not so bad. Maybe, I mean, uh, sorry, a blind man, that's very bad. I mean, if you're a blind man and you're walking along the edge of a river, you need it. And like, you know, Boris said, you know, you, you, des- you deserve, you, know, you, you may deserve to become an organ donor, right? But the guy says, no, but me, I'm not blind. You know what I do? I have my eyes closed. I'm walking along the riverbank with my eyes closed. But, but, but I can open them at any moment. Is that any better? Maybe he could, like, save himself at like, last second. He could, like, grab onto something. Oh, she's putting himself at risk for no reason. Oh, she's a kiulum. TV. Lack of uh, guarding oneself because of natural blindness. Or whether it be blindness that is voluntary, choosing to keep your eyes closed. The Hainu, Stimas, Hainaim, closing his eyes. Choosing to do that. It's all one thing. It, 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 it's no different. So the point is, you are literally choosing to be a blind man walking along the edge of a river, that person is violating basic human intellect. If, if we do not, right, if we do not make a cheshbon nefesh, introspect on what we're doing, question our actions, how often do we question our actions? How often do we say, you know what? Maybe I should reconsider what I'm doing. Let me reanalyze things. Right? Because if you, if you don't analyze, you've been given a gift of intellect. That's like eyes. If you don't use this intellect to analyze your way, it's like walking with your eyes closed. What's between the difference between the, the river and darkness? One person. Say again? We have two, two blind people analogies, right? There's the dark, blind person in darkness, blind person in the river. So the, is the well, the first one was just telling you the situation, but it didn't express the danger. Yeah, he, the day, okay, a blind person walking at night, he, that's clearly, it's clearly an idiot. I mean, right, he's... he's uh, not, not, uh, he's not aware of anything that's going on. Anything might be happening. But now he's explained to you, yeah, but now let's discuss the situation that you're in. The situation you were put in is one of extreme danger. So you have to use these eyes. You have to. You're obligated to use the eyes. So blind person in darkness is a person that is not aware of his path, right? Right. Blind person in the river is... He's a person who's not aware of his path in a situation which...